from NPM, the National Association of Pastoral Musicians. This is episode 130 of Ministry Monday. Ministry Monday is a weekly podcast about music, ministry, and liturgy produced by the National Association of Pastoral Musicians, or NPM. What is NPM? NPM is a national association that fosters the art of musical liturgy. The members of NPM serve the Catholic Church in the United States as musicians, clergy, liturgists, and other leaders of prayer. For more information, go to npm.org forward slash join. Have a question? Email us anytime at ministrymonday at npm.org. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Ministry Monday. I'm your host, Amanda Bruce. NPM has been changing greatly in the last 18 months. If you're a member of NPM and you're listening to this podcast, you are most likely familiar with the phrase NPM 2.0, an initiative started at the Raleigh National Convention in 2019 to examine NPM at its core so that we can best serve the members and the vision it seeks to conserve for future generations. I'm glad to say that this episode is a major update to our listeners as to how the process for NPM has developed. And so today on the episode, I feature Valerie Lee Jeter and Bob McCarty. Valerie is the music director at St. Vincent de Paul Church in Philadelphia with a Master's of Arts in Liturgical Studies and is also a member of NPM's Board of Directors. Bob McCarty is NPM's Interim Executive Director, having served in leadership and guidance roles in NPM regarding the 2.0 initiative up until this point. And so, Valerie, Bob, and I sat down and discussed what has changed. When will it go into effect? And when will we retire the use of the phrase NPM 2.0? Okay, today on Ministry Monday, I am sitting virtually with Bob McCarty, who is now as of this recording, our interim executive director, and Valerie Lee Jeter, who is, of course, one of our board of directors members. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello, Hello. Amanda. How are you doing today? Thank you for being on Ministry Monday with me. Great. So um, the reason that I asked you guys to sit down and chat is because there has been, of course, a lot of conversation in the last... 15 months or so about the phrase NPM 2.0. It's been the initiative that evaluates and re-examines everything we have and everything we know about NPM, but it's now been 15 months. And so I was hoping we could do a state of the union because I think there are some things I really want to bring to the attention of our listeners and our membership as a whole. So I'm just going to start first off um, with talking about the NPM council. So maybe Bob, if you want to start this one, you know, who is on the NPM council now? And what does that look like? Yeah, I, I think this is a fascinating shift, Amanda. I, I really do. I think that the organization is tr- has decided 18 months ago that we need to move into a preferred future. And so 18 months ago, when the 2.0 process started, 
Uh, we had a certain vision of where we needed to go based on what membership was telling us. One of the things that's really clear is that the National Council is, is probably the critical governance body uh, for the members, which means the National Council has to be representative of the members. And I think there's at least two ways that's gonna happen. One's very new. Um, we are now gonna have a representative from each of the 14 Episcopal regions that will be selected by the members in that region. And so there's 14 members of the council that will be elected by directly by, the, by our membership in the regions. And that process will begin, actually it's gonna begin within another week and the, the elections themselves will happen in, the, I think it's the second week of December. So that will be in place by January 1. And January 1 is kind of our target date to, to do the restructuring. But the other part of the council, and I think this is fascinating, we are creating eight forums. And a forum is kind of like a national committee, but it's, it's an area of organizational life where this, the forums will have responsibility for, for a specific part of MPM's mission. And those eight forums, each of them will have a representative on the council so that the council is gonna represent membership and the work of the organization. And then included in that will be the board of directors, which is, which is selected by the, uh, by the council and the Episcopal advisor. So, so that will make up the council. And I think so often organizations say that they're member run but really there's somebody at the top, okay? And, and this shift will move us into member run. And, and for me, it's not just member run, it's member ownership. That the more people own an organization or an association and the more they're vested in it, the, the more we grow, okay? Because people have something at stake and they want it to be more for them. So, so the shift is really something that will take us far beyond where we could have gone in the old model. And it's really quite exciting. Yeah, Valerie, I think that's really an important point. I, I really hope that's a very important point for our, for our listeners to, to understand that. I think we were going from a model that was kind of a top-down hierarchical model where a, a large national staff headed up by a president did the ministry, did the work for the organization. But that era is gone. Uh, the financial constraints alone will never have an 11 or 12 person national office again. And so how do you have a three or four or five person national office and provide that range of services? And so Valerie, the only way we can do that is by having members own and be highly engaged in the work of the organization. So I, I want to affirm that. Yeah, we, we have to, to accomplish our, our goals here, to be the, the association for pastoral musicians in all of the United States, as well as outside. But to really do what we want to do, then it has to come from the people themselves. And they know, that's more important, that they know what they need. That's the primary thing. Yeah, people know what they need for their regions, for their areas, for the different ethnicities, that that is really the focus meeting people where they are so that NPM actually gives people the, the things that so that they can do their jobs, so that they can bring the people into the church, so they can evangelize and do it in a way that people feel like, this is me. And that's what church is supposed to be, okay? Yes. That it should be a reflection, okay, of who you are and meeting people in their lived conditions. So it, it's really the best of both worlds. It, it's, oh, it's, yeah. 
and, and I know this sounds like a minor thing, but I think it's so symbolic of the shift. Uh, previously, NPM was run by a president CEO, and we've even changed the title of that position to executive director. And I think it reflects a move away from kind of a hierarchical approach to leadership in the organization to a more collegial uh, understanding of leadership in the organization. And, and that, that is, that's an organizational shift that I think is going to take us some time to get used to. But I do think that's what's going to take us into a preferred future. I do. Yeah, well, let's, let's kind of dig a little bit deeper into one thing that you said there. So um, you both discussed some of the changes in terms of, of course, regions and forums so that we represent the church, big C, not little C, as well as possible. So um, forums, what will they do? You know, how will they act? What is a forum? Yeah, here's a way to think about it. Think about a forum is a, is a group of members and there's no specific number for that because it's going to depend on the nature and the work of the forum. But we have four what we call organizational forums, four ministerial forums. The organizational forums are going to handle aspects of the administrative organizational life of MPM. It's, it's finance, it's communications. Um, it, it's those kinds of structures that, that help the organization run more smoothly. And then the ministerial forums look at directors of music ministry, musical skills. We're, um, it's gonna look at more of the roles that our members play. And so those forums are gonna be responsible for identifying the needs of the organization and to begin to develop the, uh, the programming and services that are responsible in, those in, in the organization. And one of the ones that I, I think is critically important, especially given, given our, our national history and our church history, is gonna be the Forum on Cultural Diversity, which, which Valerie has had a, a large part in putting together. And, and I was just thinking the Forum on Cultural Diversity, um, it, it's so important because first of all, it recognizes, as, as Bob said, where we are as a country. But when we were looking for the leadership, you know, we're looking for leadership that can come outside of their own self. Uh, literally, it is ministry to the fullest extent. And I always define ministry as meeting the needs of the people and volunteerism is you fit it in. But we're, we're asking people to come out of their own comfort zone so that if you're in a, a rural area and that's the only NPM chapter or, or, or group you might have to extend yourself and go into the city, okay? And that if you're in an area that is suburban white, you might have to extend yourself and make sure you go into the other part of town and see our, the African-American Catholic churches there or the Hispanic Catholic churches. Like we're asking people to look at Catholic being universal and bringing people together. This, and the church and MPM is a microcosm of the world we live in. Okay, and that world is is begging for inclusivity. The church itself, the church itself has so many gifts because there are so many people, but we haven't been able to utilize those because we haven't been able to bring things to people together. That's what we're looking to do. So the, that part of that, especially the cultural diversity is saying, okay, here you are, you are a great nugget. These, this Eurocentric nugget is so rich. Now imagine if you added that Hispanic richness and imagine if you add, added that Vietnamese and imagine if you added that African-American richness. This is the prayer that we can present. This is the prayer that all those different ethnicities can have because we're sharing those gifts. 
Valerie, isn't it, isn't it fascinating? It's like, for if, if I was a theologian, I would be stepping back and saying, we, the organization has to reflect a particular ecclesiology. And that flowing, flowing out of Vatican II, the ecclesiology of church as big tent. Sometimes there's a temptation, it seems to me, in, in church work to kind of narrow, narrow church down and to think of church as something that protects us from what we sometimes perceive as a hostile world. I think the reality coming out of Vatican II is that we are called not just to not to protect people, but to prepare people to transform. And so that that's a big church ecclesiology. And I think that's what MPM has to represent. Right, right. Okay, so let's keep going just for a little bit here and let's talk about another tier, another <laughs> tier has popped into my mind. I think that's a perfect place to go. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about membership. So, um, Bob, there has been a specific area in terms of membership that we've been working on, both the board, the staff. Um, can we talk about the three tiers of membership? Yeah, I, I think what's happened, um, and, and remember, this is me at the outsider coming in and looking at this. I think what, I think the organization realized that our membership structure was far too complex. I think there were eight or nine or even more levels of membership. And so what, what the task group, and remember, all this comes out of the work of implementation groups. It all comes from members. But the member group that was working on membership issues thinks that we need to simplify the process, three tiers of membership, a basic membership that is open to everyone involved, everyone involved in some, some form of pastoral music in whatever arena that looks like and then a standard membership and a premium membership that would be geared towards professionals in the field. And so we're hoping that a, a more simplified three-tiered system, each with its own set of benefits, would just make more sense to our members. And we're hoping that we, we intend to unroll that or roll that out uh, in January, that that's how we, we wanna begin doing that. Okay. And, and making more sense, but I'm also practical that some people, you know, having three tiers, they just need the basics and financially, that's what they can do. Given that it's COVID, okay, money is not plentiful, whether on a personal level or a parish level. So, you know, father may very easily say, no, I, I can't do that. I cannot pay for memberships, okay? So we want to make sure that no one is left out, that again, we supply the basics so that you can do your ministry. And, and those three tiers, hopefully will allow all people to, you know, engage on some level. Yeah, I, I think it's really important. I know, I know we are in difficult times financially and across the country in, in every arena of the country and certainly every arena of the church. I think one of the critical roles for NPM is to be an advocate for the profession of the ministry. NPM is, is the national organization that is situated to be an advocate for the advancement of worship in the Catholic Church. And so, and our organization's influence is strengthened by members. And so in January, I think it's gonna be very important for us with our membership forum, that membership forum to begin to do an intentional membership drive. Because I do think there is strength in numbers. And I think we have a lot of people in our ministry that maybe we haven't reached before, and so this is an opportunity for us to be very intentional about reaching out to everyone who's involved in our pastoral ministry. 
So you guys are saying that with these tiers of membership, and I know we're not going into a super deep level, you know, ex, you know, expanding on them too much, but so if anyone's listening and let's say they're a director of music, but they have a couple of canters that would really benefit from being a member of NPM, but the $100-ish price point previously was too much for them. Is that what the basic level would be for? Valerie, what do you think from a yes, from your perspective? I, I think for, that's exactly what I'm thinking, that the basic level um, would be for the canters, you know, because um, I've already, you know, talked it through. I talk everything through with my choir. What do you think? Then I go back to the board. What do you think? So I'm getting firsthand. And and that makes sense to them. They they don't necessarily need all that stuff. Okay. But they want right. to know what's going on. Okay. They want access to things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, access to different events, even if they have to pay extra. Like they would rather pay for it individually and just say, well, this I can do or this I can't do. So a basic membership allows them to do that. And then when it comes time to register for the virtual convention or the physical, they're members. Okay. Um, and they really, I have to say, they loved that idea. Okay, and, good. And from and that's from an individual basis. But then I said, let me push my luck and ask my pastor if he would just pay like, like a few of them. And it was reasonable enough that he could see doing that. Like good. that, right. So, so that's really an important thing because it opens it up to more people without being burdensome. Right. And, and so too, just to be clear, so I don't end up eating my words later. Cantors are great, but also maybe volunteer musicians or ensemble members or anything like that. Okay. You know, everybody and anybody. Okay. Well, this is interesting. NPM um, has a long history of chapters and, and the chapter is kind of like the, uh, it's the local gathering of, and it's like grassroots NPM happens at the local level. That's what chapters do. Chapters traditionally are usually uh, diocesan based. I know that there's been other models. And so, so in, in the model, we, need, we know that we have about 70 or 72 chapters across the country, but we know we have 190 some dioceses. And so we know that one of the ways that NPM can, can extend its influence and its advocacy, its services to the, to the ministry is by creating more chapters across the United States. And so it has to be one of our objectives as part of this moving into a preferred future, the whole establishment of chapters. And so the membership forum, uh, this new membership forum, will have a responsibility for chapter development, uh, chapter director training and orientation, and chapter support. And so we, we hope to be very intentional as, an, as a national organization about creating those local chapters of members. So instead of waiting to get to the virtual convention to do the, the, the question, so how was your triduum? You should be able to have that conversation right in your area. How was your triduum? And, and get feedback and new ideas and all that because of the chapters, yeah. okay? So whether it's one large chapter or whether there are several because the area is so large, but that that's the purpose. It's like, we do this together. Everybody, you know, we're all in this. And to be at this point, to be able, like, what are you doing for Christmas? We need chapters just to discuss how are we getting through Advent and Christmas? Like, yeah. I, I want to know what other people are doing. Like, those are the conversations. And it's it, it, they're important things, you know, and to be able to share that stuff with each other. But yeah. especially too, Valerie, that in particular, what you just said, Advent and Christmas is a great example because 
it's really great to consult with NPM on a national level. Let's just say in a Facebook group or, you know, it, you know, reaching out nationally, that's great. But the benefit of the local chapter is that they have the vantage point of your diocese and the, right, the, right now, the, the mandates and the requirements for safety, which are so different among, you know, across the country, depending on the severity of COVID-19. Yeah. And so that to me is a huge benefit of a local chapter right now is not just reference point to one another as pastoral musicians, but also the perspective in your local diocese. So my last question is actually starting back where we started in the first place in this conversation. So it has been discussed that we will no longer be using NPM 2.0 so much in our vernacular. Can both of you, maybe Valerie can start this, would you mind explaining a little bit as to why we will no longer be using that term? Because um, it's no longer NPM 2.0 as if it's something different. We are NPM, our new bylaws, our new forums, um, how we are going to proceed, which will open up for our future. This is who we are, okay? That we're a whole different entity. All right. The, the, just as the church changed with Vatican II, you know, we didn't walk around saying this is Vatican II. This is the church. OK. And th that's pretty much the model we're moving in. We're going from the hierarchy point and we're going, as you use language, grassroots. OK. And we're opening up so that the ministers and all of those that are out in the fields and the trenches and doing the pastoral musicianship work. OK. They're the ones we're serving, but and also they're the ones that have the input and we care for each other. Okay, so what used to be endpoint NPM 2.0 is now a reality. So the 2.0 isn't necessary. It is who we are, it's who we're evolving into, it's it's our name. So it's not necessary. Yeah, I, I agree, Valerie. My understanding that NPM 2.0 was a process a process of, of revisioning, restructuring the organization so that we could more effectively and efficiently move into a preferred future. That process is coming to a close. We are now in the implementation stage. We are forming the structures and starting in January, NPM's structure will be in place, the council, the forums, um, strengthening the chapters, a membership drive. All those component pieces that we've been talking about now for the last 18 months are now in place. And so it's time for NPM to be who we are as we move into a preferred future. Good. Okay. As we wrap up today, is there anything that I missed and anything you two would like to address before we wrap up today? I, I just think it's so important to, and, and I'm very proud to be able to say that NPM is moving with the church and the church is trying to move with the world that we live in. I mean, I mean, I think we have the most important task. You know, that people come to church to to um, be energized, to be fed so they can go out and, and complete the mission. OK, and for NPM recognizes that and all the musicians and how much work we have to do. And so we're moving with that. And it's important that we recognize all the folks of all the different ethnicities and age groups and genders that are doing this work. And that we we have opened ourselves up that hopefully more of those people you know, we'll share their gifts so we can be that one Catholic, you know, that universal association that can um, spread the word like that, spread the musical word, spread the musical prayer. So it's, it's a very exciting time, I think. 
Yeah, Valerie, I, I think you're right about that. I do. I, I, I'm so concerned in what the post-COVID church will look like. And, and I am so aware that people are going to need to worship well, going to need to sing well. And so we, we need to avoid turf issues and begin to think collaboratively about this ministry so that we are intentional about our working together on behalf of building the kingdom. And when I say we, I mean everyone involved in pastoral music, and I mean our industry partners who are involved in resource development and in training, that the entire field of pastoral uh, music, uh, we, are going to be, we are going to be challenged to work together, uh, especially in the coming months, on behalf of building the reign of God. We have a lot of work to do with the kingdom. And, uh, you know, NPM 2.0 or not, we still got a big mission as pastoral musicians. We got a lot of work to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm grateful for your time today. Thank you, you know, for not just this, for the last, you know, 20 or so minutes sitting down with me, but thank you for the work that both of you are doing for NPM so that, like I said, we can, we can bring our work to the world. So thank you so much for your time today. Thanks. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks, Valerie. <laughs> I am the bread of life, I am the hope in night, I am the door wide open, I am the shepherd's might, I am the truth and light, I am the way and life, I am who I am and I am for you, come and follow me. For more information about the NPM initiatives and what's to come, please stay tuned to NPM's website, npm.org, as well as upcoming editions of Notebook, NPM's members-only e-newsletter. The recording of I Am the Bread of Life was produced by Oregon Catholic Press, and today's theme music was produced by Aaron Schaus. Today's episode of Ministry Monday was produced by me, Amanda Bruce. That's it for today. With the Spirit's gifts empowering us for the work of ministry, thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here next Monday. I am the